More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. It is Friday. A lot of you probably going to take off a decent amount of time next week as Thanksgiving inches closer and closer for all of us. I hope wherever you are across this great country or around this world listening right now to myself and Buck Sexton, that all of you are having a fantastic early start to your weekend. We have got a ton of different stories to hit you with. Let me give you a little bit of a roadmap. Uh, At 1 o'clock Eastern, Alex Berenson is going to join us to give us the absolute latest on COVID at 2 Eastern. We will talk with Jim Jordan about the idea of the FBI and the Department of Justice investigating all those awful domestic terrorists like yours truly, who showed up to speak at all of our respective school board meetings. The Build Back Better bill has now passed the House. Kevin McCarthy spent over eight hours fighting against it all throughout the night. He will soon be, I believe, the Speaker of the House. But what's the overall impact of that bill? We will discuss Dr. Fauci seen out in Washington, D.C.'s Georgetown Cafe Milano posh restaurant without a mask. Portland is refunding police now that the murder rate has skyrocketed there. COVID madness all over Europe and, frankly, this country. Australia has executed now a full nationwide lockdown. Enos Cantor going to war with China, LeBron James, Chairman Z, and... Credit to the Women's Tennis Association. A Chinese woman who won the doubles title in the French Open has disappeared after accusing a high-ranking Communist Party official of sexual assault. The WPA, uh, WTA is demanding to know what has happened to her. All those stories, plus the Kyle Rittenhouse jury continues deliberations. We will be breaking all of that down for you. But first... Nancy Pelosi is exulting after months of delay. They have passed the Build Back Better bill, and she says, Nancy Pelosi does, it's fully paid for, even though you and I and everyone listening knows, even based on CBO estimates, that's a full and complete lie. 
Build Back Better is fully paid for. It reduces the deficit and grows the economy. And Build Back Better will not increase inflation, according to the experts, including an array of Nobel Prize winning economists and Moody's. Also, Buck, Nancy Pelosi said that the $550 billion being spent on climate related issues is a religious thing for her. Listen to this. It's about health care for our children, clean air, clean water. It's about jobs, 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 good paying union jobs to keep us preeminent in green technologies throughout the world. You've heard me say it's a national security issue as the national security advisors tell us. A competition for habitat and resources can, with drought and rising sea levels, etc., uh, can cause a conflict and, of course, a moral obligation for us to hand this planet over to the next generation in a responsible way. For me, it's a religious thing. I believe this is God's creation, and we have moral obligation to be good stewards. But if you don't share that view, you must share the view that we have an obligation uh, to future generations. Can I, can I just say how excited I am that Nancy Pelosi is finally admitting what I've been saying about her and the crazy Green New Deal libs for as long as they've been running around, which is this is a, she says, a religious belief. I mean, I thought she said the quiet part out loud in a sense. This is an ideologically driven. It's not about making you wealthier, more prosperous, more free, happier. It's about saving the planet. Now, if you live in a $20 million mansion in the San Francisco Bay Area and you're worth 70 or $80 million, as Pelosi, I believe, is something in that neighborhood. Uh, you, you don't care about the price of gas. You don't care about the price of inflation. And You're you certainly insulated. don't care about what the Green New Deal items that are in this spending package will do to the cost of everything around you, to the efficiency of everything around you. And why, Clay? It's not about what's best for the people. It's about what's best for the planet. Oh, okay. I mean, we don't use limousine liberal anymore because no one actually drives around in limousines unless you want like a throwback where you have to put the window down yourself. You know, if you've like used the old old school crank to bring the window down, um, I guess private jet progressive. This is the ultimate and five hundred billion dollars going to Green New Deal nonsense that is in this House version of the bill. Yeah, and I was reading the Wall Street Journal editorial this morning, Buck, and they say, you know, they did the Congressional Budget Office scoring, which proved it wasn't paid for even under those metrics, but that this bill, because it's sunset provision for people out there who, you know, haven't really been following this closely, the way Democrats got the cost down to 175 or whatever they're trying to claim is by pretending that these costs basically end in 10 years, less than that for some of these provisions. When you actually count them out ahead, the Wall Street Journal says that it's going to cost $5 trillion. And now the big question is going to be, Buck, is Joe Manchin, maybe Kirsten Cinema, maybe uh, Hassan up in, uh, up in New Hampshire, people who are under legitimate, maybe Kelly out in, uh, out in Arizona, People who are under legitimate danger of losing re-election in 2022, are they going to stand up to this bill? There's talk of trying to get it passed officially in the Senate by Christmas, but I wanted to share this data with you. Joe Manchin right now in West Virginia has a 60% approval rate. 
Joe Biden has a 32% approval rate. 78% support uh, Manchin on the infrastructure bill, but 74% of West Virginians say Manchin should oppose the president's Build Back Better plan. So, is Manchin going to bend to the will of the Democrats, or is he going to be thinking about his future potential reelection in 2024 in West Virginia and do what the vast majority of his constituency wants him to do? The ironic part is that he may, by stripping out some of the most egregious, as part of the reconciling of the bills in the two House, right? So the, the two parts of Congress, the House has passed this thing very narrow, by the way, 220 to 213. So, yeah, you know, you should definitely transform the American economy and do something that nobody on the right thinks should be done right now. And a lot of people on the left even think shouldn't be done when you have a whole seven seat majority in the House and not even a one seat majority in the Senate. That seems like a logical place to decide to change the American economy and, and way of life with it. But but Clay, I, I have to say, I think that the Senate uh, version of this is going to strip out some some we don't know how much some of it that will then be claimed is making it moderate in some way. And maybe Manchin will then go along with it. And in doing so, by saving the Democrats from some of the most excessive portions of it, I think he'll be doing them a favor because people are going to start to see as this thing rolls out what a what a no you know who's read it not even the people no, voting yeah. for it have read it i mean you look at some of the wall street journal some of these analyses they're doing budgetary analysis of it but what does it really mean and what will it mean for you guessed it everybody inflation which if it keeps going up will destroy the biden presidency from a political perspective they'll they'll have nothing left they'll get wiped out in the midterms he won't if inflation's really bad biden won't even run for re-election that actually that actually i feel very confident in well i'm not sure that well <laughs> by the way biden is also getting a colonoscopy today and kamala harris is in charge for some small period of time uh but I can't imagine Kamala being the person who's running. I simultaneously can't imagine Democrats who accuse everybody of being racist and sexist not nominating her, given the fact that she's the VP. But really, Buck, I believe it's on December 9th, the, the next reading of inflation comes out. And there's all these and economists. You know, economists are pretty worthless in many ways, right, Buck? They're good at telling you why something happened after it happened. But all of them are expressing shock, many of them, over the fact that inflation has skyrocketed like it has. And it doesn't seem like it's going to go away anytime soon. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to get that reading in early December. And it's going to give Manchin political cover to say we're not going to do anything in the early part of this year. We'll take it into 2022. It turns into almost a continuation of the Manchin effect after that election in Virginia where Glenn Youngkin won. I can assure everybody out out there that if you didn't already know, Manchin after that whole thing went down was in a much strengthened position to push back against the more left-wing members of the Democrat Party who wanted him to go along with it. I also think it's interesting Clay that Pelosi look, she she gets uh, she gets the whip uh, done. She pulls people to, together for votes on very progressive massive spending packages. But she doesn't really, you know, it's interesting. She does this, and if you look at history, I mean, look what happened the last time Pelosi went along with the huge spending package in the Obama administration, no less. 
heading into those midterms felt like a very she's different re- place. She's going to retire. This is her this is her swan song. I feel like this is the thing that she's leaving, right? It would be stunning if she decides not to retire to me. I feel like they just never want to give it up, you know. They the people that are at the the levers of power uh, this is something that you see play out time and again. Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's is he going to be 79 tomorrow, I think? I think that's yeah, what I, I think read. that's right. 79 years old tomorrow. I mean, how many of you have a 79-year-old relative that honestly you would want to put in? Now, you may want that relative in charge of the country more than Joe Biden. I'm sure pretty much all of you have that. But how many of you would say, you know what, the best person for the job is my 79-year-old relative. That person should be president of the United States right now. And then when you have Kamala Harris stepping in, even just for it's ceremonial, really, right? nothing's going to yes. happen today. But you can tell everyone goes, I hope North Korea doesn't invade. You know, there's a little bit of a concern here that if she had to make a real decision, this is not who you would would want to be to be doing that. So I think there's a legitimate concern there. Pelosi, build back better. I, I think that, Clay, inflation will be their undoing. We will have to see. We'll come back with more of that in a moment. Also, it is Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882. So what do you think about all Clay, do we have like a special question we want to pose to everybody today? Or just want to let it let it rip. Whatever, Whatever's on the minds of the folks. Whatever we're talking about. We got so many different topics out there. I feel like this Rittenhouse jury entering into a fourth day of deliberation is pretty crazy. Uh, I, it's stunning to me. And also, Buck, I wonder... As you run into the weekend, if they were to give a verdict now, is it actually worse, right? Because then you have all these people who don't have jobs. They have all these people who are riding don't have jobs, period. But they have even more free time headed yeah. into the weekend. It, it feels like that's the worst time for a verdict to come it, down. It would be sensible. I've only been to Wisconsin recently that one time, but I do know enough about it to know that you kind of want that Wisconsin weather where you've got oh, icicles yeah. forming from your nose. Yes. And and you want that, and you want a verdict at like 10 a.m. on a Monday when it's 30 degrees outside. That's yes. that's something that you. So I don't know if that's what they're going to get or not. We'll see. With all that's happening at home and in the world, isn't it nice you can have control of the simple things that are happening at your home when you turn your attention to them? Simple things like making sure your pets are healthy and happy. One sure way to do that is by feeding your dog healthier meals. It doesn't mean you have to start going to the butcher or buying super expensive food in the specialty pet stores. You can add a healthy supplement to the kibble dog food that you're likely using, and it makes all the difference. That's why so many dog lovers are starting to use Rough Greens, the meal supplement for dogs. Rough is spelled just like you'd imagine, R-U-F-F. It's not dog food. It's a healthy supplement you put into your dog's food with all the live nutrients necessary for superior dog health, like vitamins, probiotics, enzymes, omega oils, Rough Greens, will make your dog healthier by making your dog's food better. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it, they have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash EIB, and they're going to give you the first bag free. All you pay is shipping. That's roughgreens.com slash EIB, roughgreens.com slash EIB. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Why are things going poorly for the economy for America right now? Hey, important question. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. I think we try to answer that question every day. Different ways. Add a little detail, a little bit of fact, a little bit of analysis. But we're not the only ones. I think things aren't going very well right now. That's obvious from the polling. But even some Democrats are recognizing that the response to oh my gosh, inflation's getting really bad, should not be, let's spend more money in a non-emergency spending bill than at any time since the 1960s, since the creation, effectively, of the American welfare state. Let's not do that right now. That's not going to help. Forget about whether that's the country we want to live in and whether we should become a European-style welfare state and all the rest. I mean, what I don't mean forget about it. I mean, just put it aside for a second. What does it do to the economic challenges that we see right now? And here's my buddy Steve Ratner. Ah, there we <laughs> Steve, go. Steve, not the other guy, who wrote that op-ed that I mentioned to you earlier in the week, who's going around. This is a guy, he's trying to raise the alarm for Democrats by saying, what you're doing is really bad. Now, this is a guy who's a lib, but he understands money. He understands monetary policy. He was a private equity guy. And unlike economists... He actually had to be right or else he goes broke, right? So yeah. he's he's There's a stakes. savvy, savvy guy about money. Here's what he says about why Biden is unpopular. I think Afghanistan uh, was a, a disaster. It may well pass, but there's nobody in America pretty much who thinks it was handled well. The border is another huge problem that the public perceives to be a result of Biden encouraging people you know, with this idea that it was going to be a different attitude than Trump and people should come and try to cross the border. That's another huge problem. He's basically cast himself as a transformational president 
one who's going to be LBJ and FDR put together. But the problem is he didn't really have a mandate to do that. LBJ, when he was president, had a 169-seat majority in the House, and he had 69 Senate seats as Democrats. So he actually had a mandate. Absolutely correct analysis. From an Obama advisor, everybody. I think one of the things that Obama uh, people are seeing is, one, they don't trust the competency of Biden, but there was so much orange man bad associated with Trump, which all of us out there listening right now know how unfair it was. But now that Biden is in charge, there seems to be a rationality in some parts of the Democratic Party returning. That's an eminently reasonable rational analysis of the Joe Biden presidency that's also devastating because it's coming from a rational member of the Obama administration. And I think the Democratic Party has gone so insane that you're starting to see people push back now that Trump is out of office. And that's why I think ultimately this civil war in the Democratic Party is going to get exposed in 2022 and also in 2024. I think that's absolutely right. I think that they've got a huge problem here because they have the left wing base that they need to show up, yes. but also for donations and enthusiasm and, and you know, energy and elections. They, they think this is their time. I think that there are some in the Democrat Party who realize the more the American people figure out the Green New Deal madness, the open borders agenda, these are not popular ideas with most of America. That's why the Biden administration pretends they don't want illegal immigration. That's why they pretend they don't want to make guy, uh, gas prices skyrocket, right? To make uh, electricity companies based on coal go bankrupt. They do want that, but they won't be honest about it. And as people see what's really going on, I think they're going to revolt. If we learned anything since 2020, my friends, you know a powerful immune system is essential. Got to stay healthy these days. That's why I've been taking Texas Superfood, the original superfood, with 55 vine-ripened fruits and vegetables plus probiotic and digestive enzymes. You can build your body's defense from the inside out. Dr. Dennis Black knows your immune system's job is to detect, deflect, and destroy bacteria you come into contact with. That's why you need Texas Superfood. It boosts your immune system better than anything else on the market. You know how your grandma told you to eat fruits and veggies, but, you know, it's tough sometimes. Texas Superfood is your dietary safety net. Start boosting your immune system for under $2 a day. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. That's TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. Not guilty on all counts. Not guilty on all counts. Man, it feels good to say it. Kyle Rittenhouse walks from court right now a free man because Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. White House going to be making a statement on the Rittenhouse verdict soon here. We're following it all for you. We do want to take a moment. As our team continues to watch all the Rittenhouse coverage here, and again, not guilty on all counts, that's what you really need to know, just announced a few moments ago, uh, but we'll come back to it, we'll tell you more about what's happening here, what the uh, White House is saying on it. In the meantime, we have author of Pandemia, and please go subscribe to his work on Substack, Alex Berenson with us now. Alex, appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for having me. 
So I, I posed a question to you uh, via text. I want I want to ask you about it now, Alex, if I can, yes. because it's it's hard to believe some of what we're seeing right now. This is from The Independent, a serious UK paper. It says, in every age group over 30 in the UK, the rates of COVID infection per 100,000 are now higher among the vaccinated than the unvaccinated. In ages between 40 and 79, infection rates among the vaccinated are more than twice as high as among the unvaccinated. How is that possible, Alex? We were told this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, you know, and, and this is one reason I think the Rittenhouse verdict is so interesting. Uh, you, you were lied to. Um, you know, you were lied to about who this guy was and why he was in Kenosha and all the rest of it. And you were lied to about, uh, you know, COVID. You've been lied to about many things. And the thing you've been most recently lied to about is about the vaccines and how well they work. And, uh, um, that data is completely correct. Um, you know, I talked about it on Rogan about six weeks ago, and it has only gotten worse since then. And this is U.K. government data. This is not, you know, your brother's cousin telling you that, you know, zinc works or something. This is this is government data. They're counting cases. They The only difference between the U.S. and the U.K. Um, is that we don't really count cases. OK, we both because our healthcare system is so fractured and so problematic and because the CDC clearly does not want to collect this data, they haven't collected it. But in the UK, the data is extremely clear. There is no protection uh, from infection or transmission after a few months. It just disappears. And we can argue about the level of protection um, against severe disease and death, but that clearly goes down. Also, whether it goes down to zero, we don't really know. Um, Although there's some evidence it trends that way. So where, first of all, thanks for coming on with us, Alex. Where are we headed this winter based on the data that you see right now? Well, I've, I've, been, I've been saying this to you guys for two months. And, I, yep. you know, and I've said to you, I don't like to make predictions about COVID because COVID makes fools of people who try to predict it. But it seemed very clear to me that we were going to be headed back up again. And now we are. You know, we're over 100,000 cases a day in the United States. Um, in the nor- in northern uh, states, the Vermont set is setting records. New York had its worst day, I think, uh, yesterday in six months. Um, you know, you you can very clearly see what's happening because it's happening. It happened in in the UK over the summer when you know the UK was the first place to vaccinate. Uh, it happened in along with Israel. It happened. It's happening right now in Central Europe. It, it, Germany and Austria are seeing incredible numbers of cases. The only thing that's going to protect the U.S. is um, that we had more cases before. So there's a number of people out there with natural immunity. Um, and, uh, you know, and our vaccination um, sort of stopped and it was more stop and start than Europe. So so the waning immunity is going to be a little bit more stop and start, too. But human biology is the same everywhere. And we have every reason to expect that there's going to be problems uh, going forward. Now, how many people get hospitalized? I don't know. How many people die? It will likely be less. And the people who, you know, have been vaccine fanatics are going to try to give all the credit to the vaccines for that. The vaccines may deserve some credit. Improvements in treatment may deserve some credit. Um, Look, I will give you one piece of good news, which is uh, it is possible that the Pfizer drug, not the Pfizer vaccine, but the Pfizer drug, um, which had very, very good results in a clinical trial, um, so good that the trial was stopped early a few weeks ago or uh, about 10 days ago, 
that may actually begin to alter the course of the epidemic when it is approved, okay? It will not be the vaccines. It will be this drug. And um, and I really need to write a substack about this. I'm working on one. I spoke to a really smart doctor who's not political, but he said, in his view, COVID is over when this drug is approved. So wait, um, yeah, so and, Alex, so it seems yeah. to me that, that if we get to a point where it's clear the vaccines don't really prevent transmission very well if i mean i believe you said really at all after a certain period but they they clearly don't prevent transmission very well and if the real closest thing to a silver bullet we have isn't the vaccine but is treatment for anybody who gets covid via this pill and and whatever other modalities are used then what's the then what's the uh rationalization for vaccine mandates and also for us just not going back to living our normal lives and if someone gets really sick they go get the covid pill the, the rationalization is that Tony Fauci has been telling you for 18 months that this is a disaster that vaccines are going to solve. OK, and he won't admit he was wrong. And and this guy, by the way, this doctor who was around at a, a, during HIV, during the beginning of HIV, pointed something out to me that no one has ever said to me before. And I don't think the point has been made. The, Fauci gets blamed for a lot of things um, for the early days of, of HIV. He, people say, well, there was this drug AZT and it killed people and he refused to admit that this guy said forget that like that's all sort of political the truth is the big mistake Fauci made very early in HIV was from 82 to 87 he wanted to bolster people's immune systems okay he thought that that was going to cure HIV that a vaccine would cure HIV even if you got infected it would bolster your immune system that was wrong the AIDS activist said Tony we were healthy before all this happened it's not about our immune system's failing. It's about this virus destroying us. You need to focus on the virus and get antivirals out there. And guess what? That's exactly how it has played out with COVID. He's wanted to he's wanted to come up with a vaccine, and it looks like the vaccines actually don't really work very well. And this drug, which targets the virus, not trying to bolster your immune system, directly attacking the virus, may be what gets us out of this. It's amazing. History, you know, the joke, it's not a joke, it's a saying, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Tony Fauci will not admit that he's wrong, you know, and, and the Biden administration has staked, you know, they, they, they're they so dumb, they think that, you know, people are hiding in their homes because of COVID when 60% of the country just wants to forget all about it, but their base, you know, they spent 18 months scaring them, they cannot figure out how to drive out of this ditch. It's it's a great point that they basically got elected by claiming that Biden was going to solve COVID. And now COVID has been worse in 2021 in terms of deaths than it was in 2020. You'd think they'd acknowledge maybe politics isn't the way to deal with this. But question for you, Alex, there's always been a shifting blame. It's the people who were unvaccinated. It's the people who's not wearing masks. They aren't social distancing well enough. We what is going to be the blame now this winter? That the uh, Biden administration is going to try to sell the I mean, lack of boosters. You can, you can see it in Europe. It will be uh, they'll still try to blame the unvaccinated, which I mean, they're doing in, in Austria and Germany, even though those countries have higher vaccination rates than the U.S. Yeah. At Portugal, by the way, Portugal is, is, you know, this country that's been held up as the shining barometer of getting everybody vaccinated. They're going back up the curve. So, yeah, I think they're going to blame. They're going to say, you know what? We do need to mask again, and these stupid unvaccinated people, they won't mask, and now nobody wants to mask. We do need boosters. It's all about, you know, Alex Berenson and Clay Sexton and Tucker Carlson and, and, and uh, Buck Sexton and Clay Travis and Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan. It's those guys. It's just nonsense, okay? 
the virus, it doesn't matter what you do. A month ago, The Atlantic wrote a story about how great Germany was doing. Now Germany has more cases than they have ever had. Everyone's getting infected with this. They're getting infected with it either before or after they've been vaccinated, period. End of story. Most of us will be just fine. Now, thankfully, it looks like we have a drug that might actually help, too. Plus, we have the monoclonal antibodies. So we just need to accept this. We need to stop with the mandates. Fortunately, this country seems to have a little bit more you know, tradition of individual liberty. It looks like they're not going to be able to force these mandates through. But if you look at, at, at what's happening in Europe, they are seriously talking about separating vaccinated and unvaccinated people. It is so insane. Alex, absolute so, madness. Just, is, is that pill? What is the status of the of the Pfizer uh, pill? So, so Pfizer has filed for an EUA um, for it. Now, uh, you know, it, based on that, I think it could be approved by year end. The, uh, the vaccine, you know, was approved that quickly. And the data on the pill is better than the data on the vaccine was. Um, there's also a Merck pill, but that pill um, is more problematic because it can actually it's called a mutagen. It can actually cause uh, DNA alterations. So so that one is not as good. The Pfizer pill looks better. All right, Alex, we're going to have you back on, man, because this is not going away anytime soon. And it thanks, doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being right again, by the way, as much as we're all getting booted off of Twitter and all this other stuff. Just talking to Berenson, you are marked by social media. But we, we stand beside <laughs> you, sir. Thank you. And check out Pandemia, which is his book, well, and subscribe to well, Alex's Substack, which I get every day. Alex, thanks so much. 11 days to Pandemia, guys. There we go. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. He's fantastic. Uh, Buck, it's weeks like this one with Thanksgiving. What do we got? Six days till Thanksgiving now that make a gift from Legacy Box all the more impactful. They have, Legacy Box does, a company that digitally transfers old family videos and home movies you have onto computer files and DVDs so you can see them again. You've got a great sense of the memories contained on all those videotapes and family films, but you're probably a little bit nervous about how well they're being stored, about how long they're going to be preserved. And frankly, you can't watch them on modern devices. Your VCR is gone, your film projector, your slides. You wouldn't want to throw those boxes of old tapes and films away because the memories are so priceless. And how about if you could see them again with all your family together as you're going to have them with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up? Legacy Box makes this process simple. You pack and send those old tapes, films, and the box that Legacy Box ships to your home. Their team digitizes everything by hand. And you get back your original media and perfectly preserved digital copies on thumb drives, DVDs, or computer files stored in the cloud, and you can watch and share and enjoy again. They use overnight shipping and state-of-the-art tracking and send you updates every step of the process. How do you get hooked up, Buck? There's a good reason to start this project today, because Legacy Box is offering a big discount off their normal pricing this week. Use LegacyBox.com slash Buck to get this deal revealed to you. Limited time to do this, so get started. Go online right now to this website, LegacyBox.com slash Buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash Buck. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome in, final hour of the week. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. And we are about to be joined by Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio. But for many of you out there who may have been busy about your day, we had major breaking news just over an hour ago. Kenosha, Wisconsin, the jury rendered their verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. This is what it sounded like. The first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse, not guilty. Not guilty on all five counts. We bring in now Congressman Jim Jordan from the great state of Ohio. Congressman, were you watching? What was your reaction when you saw and or heard about this verdict? I was not watching. I was I was on a plane, uh, but when, as soon as I landed, I got uh, information from our office. I, my, my reaction is, God bless America. Uh, our system works. Due process works. This, this is a win for freedom. This is a win for, for facts, for truth. This is a win for the Second Amendment. I mean, this, this, is, this is good for our country, where that jury was not intimidated. Um, they, they looked at the facts. They looked at the evidence. And, you know, if that wasn't self-defense, what is? What is? So, um no, I think this is this is good for our great system in our great country. 
There's also a lot of people in Congress, the president of the United States, who already prejudged uh, Congressman. We we played a clip of a lot of people in media calling him a murderer, a school shooter, 17-year-old vigilante, teenage domestic terrorist, deeply racist murderer. What does it say about them to have this jury repudiate all of their attacks upon Rittenhouse? No, I think it says what it says is this is how good our country is, because in spite of that, the jury got to the truth. Uh, I, I, I see this much like this other issue that, that, frankly, you're involved in this this issue where the D- Department of Justice is trying to chill the speech of parents and they're trying to force their beliefs on the country. And regular moms and dads are saying, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. And and this this the, the folks in Wisconsin in that courtroom on that jury said, no, you're not. We're going to do what the facts say, what the truth says. Um, I, I see this as such a positive. And I think there's a there's a change happening. I said this when Merrick Garland was in front of our committee. I said, your actions, when you tried to treat parents as, as domestic terrorists, when, when, and we, we may get into that, but with, I said, it is a catalyst. It's the last straw. It is, it is the start of a reawakening in this country for freedom, for liberty, for the principles that make our country the best. And, and you're seeing it happen, and it is so darn encouraging. Hey, uh, Congressman Jordan, it's Buck, and I, I just want to follow up on the, the attitude as well. I mean, there's the FBI that yep. you know, put out the stuff. I mean, the Merrick Garland AG letter, and now the FBI, uh, according to that whistleblower complaint, I saw that letter, we read some of it on air that you put out about using terrorism tags for concerned parents. I mean, yeah. this is dystopian-level yep insanity but it's very clear that there really is a a sentiment among the left in this country that parents should just shut up i mean here's a piece on nbc news that just went up in the last 24 hours uh in in an opinion piece but here's part of it parents think they have the right to control teaching and learning because their children are the ones educated it's sort of like entering a surgical unit thinking you can interfere with an operation because the parent is your child. Wow. I hope every Democrat across America takes that approach going into these midterms. Yeah. No, no. But, but when, when they think we're all deplorables, when they think we're all racist, these, these elite people, when they, when, they, when that's their view, that, then they take this, this, this crazy attitude. But it is not going to play well. And we saw that in Virginia. We're, see, we're seeing that across the country. Um, and understand this, too. I don't think this uh, – the, the more I've looked at this and the facts now begin to come out. Remember, we have news reporting that the school board association, before the initial letter was sent on September 29th, before that letter was even sent, the White House and the school board association were talking. So I don't think – and then, of course, five days later after they send the letter, Merrick Garland does his memo, and then we get this email that comes uh, 16 days later out to FBI agents saying put this threat tag, this, this terrorist tag on, on parents. I don't think it really started with the school boards. I think that, that the letter was just a pretext. I think this came from the government. I think this is the Biden administration working with the Garland DOJ saying, we don't like parents pushing back on anything, so we're going to chill their speech with this, but we're going to have to have something to be the catalyst, so it's going to be this letter. I think it went that way. I think it was the government using the letter as a pretext to go after parents. What they didn't count on, what they didn't understand, is the pushback they were going to get from moms and dads. And that, that again, that is what is so darn encouraging about all this. We're talking to Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio. He's got a new book out, Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. We don't know what the fallout is going to be in Kenosha, whether there might be people who try to riot as a result of the not guilty charges. What should the state of Wisconsin do to protect 
the people and the small business owners this time in Kenosha that they didn't do back in August, which led to these charges yeah, against great, Kyle Rittenhouse. Great. Yeah, great, great, great point. I mean, they should have the National Guard out. I think my understanding is that's what what they're doing, and and also leaders. Uh, the, the 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 mayor, the the governor, uh, members of Congress, members of the of the Senate, leaders in the government should be standing up and saying, "Look, this is how our great system works." You all saw the fact. Just just be a leader for goodness' sake. That that's what that's what's needed. That frankly, that's what's needed in the White House right now. Someone who will actually lead and and talk about the things that need to be uh, talked about instead of just catering to the to the left as we see Biden do. But be leaders. And my understanding, though, uh, Clay, is that. Um, the governor there has has got the National Guard called out, so I think that's 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 obviously the right move. Congressman Jordan, you know the Build Back Better bill, a lot of bees, yeah. has been voted yeah. through the House. Nancy Pelosi pushing it all the way by what was the vote? Just it was a handful, two twenty to two thirteen yeah. today. How much of it is going to get changed? Do you think? I know that we're asking you to kind of think about what they're doing across the hall on the yeah. Senate side. But how much and, and the bigger point, the bigger question really is, how big a deal is this going to be for those of us who are worried about inflation, drags on economic yeah. growth and the growth of government overall? Yeah. It's just going to exacerbate the, the mess that the Biden administration and Democrats running all the federal government, the mess that they've created in just 10 months. It's only going to make it worse. We know that. Now, let's hope Manchin and Cinema holds firm. Uh, uh, I mean, they've said they, they want changes and everything else, but they they haven't said they're for it. So I, I hope this thing doesn't pass, obviously, because it's not just the number. It's not just the spending. I mean, that's bad enough. A couple of more trillion dollars on the already crazy spending that they've done. It's the policy. It's it's the left wing energy policy in there that's going to make gas prices go up even more. It, it's the tax increases. I mean, you think about the Democrats' economic plan. I said this the other day. The Democrats' economic plan is basically lock down the economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work. And then for everyone who has been working, they're getting ready to raise your taxes. Such a deal. So, so this, this is how crazy this all is. I, I hope it doesn't pass. But for the president of the United States a few weeks ago say, if you pass this, if you spend $2 trillion more, it will help inflation. There is not a rational, sane person on this planet who believes that. Why the president of our country would say something like that is beyond me. So, uh, again, let's let's hope Senators uh, Manchin and Sinema stay no, and this thing doesn't ever doesn't ever become law. Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty, Congressman. You've got the Steele dossier officially total crap, as you've been arguing yeah. for years that it was. Uh, you have inflation skyrocketing. The border is a disaster. Is this a turning point for moderate, yeah. middle-of-the-road people to recognize how much the media has been lying to them? I mean, I, I, I talk to a lot of people, Congressman. I know you do, too. The amount of just flat-out lies that were out there about Rittenhouse yeah. Ver yeah. versus what was actually proven at the court hearing at the case I mean, it, it. I think it red-pilled a lot of people out there that otherwise yeah. hadn't been paying a lot of attention. Yeah, no, I mean, Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Donald Trump's kids were going to prison. Kyle Rittenhouse was a terrorist, Was was went out looking for to, to, to assault people and kill people. I mean, all lies, all based on no, no, no evidence, no facts behind those claims made by the press. And it, it, is, it got so bad. The Washington Post had to go back and say, well, we're going to make corrections in our stories about the Trump-Russia situation, that whole charade that they – so, yeah, the, 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 the American people get it now. They, they, uh, 
The American people have common sense. They understand that they were fed a bunch of baloney by the left-wing press. Uh, they understand that the, the Democrat Party is now controlled by the hard left, and they're saying, time out, time out. And again, the first sign was Virginia. The first sign, and, and I think that's only going to pick up. Uh, there's a reason why 71% of our fellow citizens think the country's on the wrong track. I mean, because it is. It is on the wrong track, but Americans are going to turn it around. And, and, and again, I've said this a couple times, but you can see it happening, and it's so encouraging. And it's, it's what we all sort of instinctively know about our fellow citizens, about this great country. Americans get it right, and you're seeing that now start to play out. We're uh, Congressman Jim Jordan wishing you the best of luck here on your book coming out on Tuesday. Do what you said you would do, fighting for freedom in the swamp. Congressman Jordan, always good to have you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Good to be with you guys. Take care. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, and his team fit Clay and I for our own MyPillows and introduced us to their huge list of incredible products. You've got to trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. These pillows won't go flat. You can wash and dry them constantly. And most importantly, they're made in the USA. And for a limited time... Mike is offering his my pillows, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard pillow, my pillow, for nineteen ninety eight, originally sixty nine ninety eight. But Clay, what do they have to do to get that amazing fifty dollars savings? Well, Buck, it's not very complicated at all. This is a tremendous offer, and they need to hop in and take advantage of this. And all they have to do is go to MyPillow.com and click on radio listener specials. If they enter right now the promo code Clay and Buck or they call 800-792-3269, they'll be hooked up with these great radio specials plus money back guarantee until March the 1st of next year. You have zero to risk. Go today at MyPillow.com, enter the code Clay and Buck and get hooked up with an incredible holiday offer. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.